You know, one thing that's really important in your sales cycle that not enough people do and not enough managers are training on is sales research. I'm talking about really understanding who your prospect is before you have the call. Those who are doing it well are thriving. And if you just kind of fake it and say, oh, I kind of looked at your website, then you're going to get caught and the prospect won't appreciate it. This is an episode I really want you to listen to. It has Matt Wood. He's the CEO at Cheetah IQ. And he explains how and why you should be doing sales research with your sales interactions. Check it out. I think it's really going to help. Welcome to Sastery in the Making, the podcast that features the people who made the software world what it is today and the leaders who are shaping the future of technology. Here's your host, Matt Wallach. Welcome, welcome to Sastery in the Making. Thank you very much for coming. Yes, I am your host, Matt Wallach, and I am delighted to have you here. And I'm really looking forward to today's conversation. It's something that I've always felt is really important, but I don't think enough people focus on it. So it's going to be really interesting. Now, before we get into that, make sure that you're subscribed. Make sure you hit the button there to subscribe to the show. That way you're not going to miss out on any of the amazing tips and tricks and basic ways to be able to do things, also advanced ways to be able to do things, along with creators and innovators and leaders within the SaaS world. So hit that subscribe button and you'll get all of those insights. So today's episode, I'm really looking forward to, like I mentioned, it's something that not a lot of people know enough about or do enough. And I'm really excited for my guest today, who is Matt Wood. Matt, how you doing? Fired up to be here, Matt. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Let me tell everybody about you, Matt. So Matt is the CEO at Cheetah IQ. This is a leading sales research platform that reduces the time spent on research, it improves relevance, and it drives personalization. Really, their key prospect insights increase productivity, they build deeper connections, and they improve sales results big time. It's a really slick platform. I've seen it, and what they're doing is really next level. Also, Matt, he's the founder at 10 Mile Solutions, and he's formerly a VP of sales at Capella Space. So when it comes to sales and understanding how to know your prospects well, he gets it, he knows it, he preaches it. So once again, Matt, thanks for coming on the show. Yep, fantastic. So tell me what's going on lately at Cheetah IQ and what's coming up? Yeah, Cheetah's, um, I guess we're in a really exciting spot right now. We just started our beta on uh, the next version of the platform. We've got several hundred people hitting it hard and, and figuring out how to do sales research to improve their, their sales results. Um, lots of great feedback from customers and users. So we've got some great ideas on where to go from there. That's fantastic. What gave you the idea to get into this in sales research? Yeah, so 10 Mile Solutions is a reseller uh, company that I started a couple of years ago where we were selling uh, $100,000 information services subscriptions to a couple of different markets. And one day I was researching a prospect getting ready for a discovery call. And I had about 10 or 15 different tabs open on Google. And I was just going down the rabbit hole and getting that nowhere. And I actually said to myself, and I literally said this, like, man, there has to be a better way to do this. And so I started looking around to see what kind of solutions there were. And I ran across Cheetah IQ, which was started by a couple of other guys. Um, and they were just wrapping it up. And I loved the idea so much that I acquired the technology from them. 
spent uh, most of last year getting it back up and running and improving it based on my own knowledge and feedback from people. Um, and yeah, it was really just the challenge of getting ready for a discovery call. That's fantastic. I love that story and I've heard it before, but I, I, I think it's really interesting because a lot of people think that you have to come up with a new idea that nobody's ever done before that's not out there. And you kind of skipped a lot of those early steps, the early struggles, and you were able to acquire something that was already created, already had a level of development. Of course, you added to it, but you kind of went past that. I, I feel like that's something that a lot of people don't think about. And I think it's fantastic. You did. Do you feel like that gave you a leg up? It absolutely gave me a leg up because Cheetah IQ had users, had feedback, had a roadmap. Um, and it was just, for me, it's totally solved the problem that I was trying to solve. So I really believed in what it did. Um, and being able to acquire technology that was more or less ready to go and out of the box was great. And plus, having a set of customers to be able to interact with on day one find out what they did and didn't like you know it's like acquiring something that has product market fit and it's ready to go yeah it's, that's amazing so help us understand what exactly is sales research and, and is this the same or is it different from prospect intelligence yeah so i look at sales research as being three different types of activities and the first activity is who do you want to sell to? So really understanding your ICP, your ideal customer profile, understanding your buyer personas. So that's, you know, what types of companies do you want to sell to? And then who within that company are you trying to reach out to and connect? So the first question that you want to solve with sales research is who do you want to sell to? And a lot of people use LinkedIn today to get that information. And companies like uh, ZoomInfo have the capability to find companies that fit your ideal customer profile from a certain perspective. Then the next question you need to answer is, how am I going to reach out to them? What's the email? What's the phone number? And that's really where Zoom Info and Seamless IA come in. And then the third question you want to answer with sales research is, why am I reaching out to this customer? Do they have a problem I can solve that's specific and beyond the generic ICP? Are they saying anything about themselves or are there news articles that really allow you to understand them better and to be able to make that connection to book the meeting. So sales research is three things. At Cheetah IQ, we really focus on that last bucket of why are you trying to talk to somebody? And it's the same thing basically as prospect intelligence. You know, there's a big category on G2 for sales intelligence, which means a lot of different things. And prospect intelligence is really all about understanding your prospect as well as you possibly can, not just for booking meetings, but across the entire sales cycle. It's it's a set of information that really just helps you accelerate and close more deals. So do you have like stats on that? I think that's really important. I've always felt it's good, but I've never really been been behind the data and understood like if I do this much, if I know this much, it's going to help me that much. How, how exactly and why is prospect intelligence in the sales research so important? So like I said, it covers the whole sales cycle and our customers really fall into two buckets. They're either SDRs trying to book meetings or they're AEs trying to go from discovery to close. So if we take those as two different buckets, the SDR, obviously their job is to book meetings and 
today there's just so much noise out there. There's so many emails being sent. There's so many connection requests on LinkedIn. Um, it's just, it's really hard to gain the attention of your prospects. And there's been a lot of talk and people talking about um, how to personalize emails or how to be relevant in emails. And to me, personalization is all about knowing something specific about your prospect. And it may not have anything to do with work. It might be that they like to drive Harley Davidson's. Relevance is something that you can bring in that's relevant to their job that's going to help them be better. And the best of both worlds is when you've got someone who is talking about their job. So it's relevant and personal and you can reach out. And that's the type of information you want to bring to your outreach so you can talk about them specifically and really stand out from the rest of the market. So the, the relevance during outreach and booking meetings is really about breaking through the noise and standing out so you can book the meeting. Then if you look I at what that. the AE, yep. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. And if you look at what the AE's doing, you know, they need to do a great discovery call. They need to be able to um, understand the pain that the customer has, that the prospect has, be able to really bring that pain forward and um, make the, the prospect understand what that pain is and ask great questions to, to really get into that, to, um, to really just drive down to what's that problem so that later on you can talk about your business and how you can solve that problem. And if you go in and you understand the business better, you're able to ask a lot better questions. And there's actually research out there that says 88% of buyers in the B2B space, believe that salespeople are unprepared for discovery calls. And because they're unprepared, they are unable to build trust. They're not becoming a trusted advisor. They're not getting into that position where they can truly solve problems for customers because they're just another person who's trying to make a buck. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I see that. So it sounds like based on that, salespeople, they're just not doing enough research on their prospects or any at all. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's that they don't know how important it is, that they're not trained well enough, that they don't have the time? What, what, what do you say? All of the above. You know, sales research, it's, it's hard. And it's hard because we've never been trained on how to do it. I've never been trained. I've never trained any of my reps on how to do it. And I've actually never spoken to a single person who said, yeah, part of my sales onboarding training was research. So it's hard because there's no training. And going into research, you run into the problem that I talked about with myself. You end up having 15 tabs open. You don't really know what you're looking for. You don't know where to look. You don't know how to use the information that you're finding. And it just turns into this huge time sink. And you end up easily spending a ton of time. Research shows that people spend up to eight hours a week on sales research. And I would say with my interactions on talking to our users and other people, most of that's wasted time. It's just because they don't know how to do it. They don't know where to look and what to do. So definitely training is a huge issue. Um, and then the other part is there's just so many different places to find information and how do you prioritize and get to where you need to go. So um, that's another big challenge. and. What we found is if you go in with a plan, if you know what you're looking for, you know, going back to your ICP and your buyer persona, what their problems are, how you're solving those, then you can really accelerate how you do research and pull the right types of information in to get ready.
That's fantastic. I totally agree. I have preached to my guys and gals who work, work as uh, sales reps under me. You've got to do the research, look them up, but I never told them what they had to look up, what they're looking for, how to do it, where to find it. So I completely agree that I failed them in not giving them that education and support on what they need to do. How does the product do it? Cheetah IQ, I know I've seen it, but can you explain it for us? How does that help? Yeah, so what Cheetah IQ is doing is we're aggregating insights from about a dozen different data sources. So we pull in, it's all publicly available information. So we're not grabbing any secret sauce, but we're able to bring it all together. So we pull in podcasts and news and press releases and blog posts and job openings. And for public companies, we're also pulling in 10Ks and quarterly uh, earnings calls. So it's a ton of information that we pull into a single platform. And then it's all searchable. So if you know what your ICP is and what challenge you're looking for, you can search all of that information to surface it very quickly. So going back to SDRs, we talk a lot about a five by five, which is five in, finding five key insights in five minutes. So SDR, a lot of that is a volume game, but you still need to be able to be relevant to your users. So how do you find five pieces of information in five minutes if you have to go to 15 different websites? You just can't do it. But if you have everything in one place and you can search it and you can say, hey, I saw your CEO said this, um, or your 10K is talking about this strategy, or you just posted 20 new jobs in your operations department. You must be growing like crazy and we help solve operations problems. The jobs are a gold mine and it talks about the technology that they're using. It talks about who they report to, you know, where they're growing. Um, it's just so much information in jobs and 10Ks are the same thing for public companies. You've got so much information in there. They talk about their challenges, their strategies, their initiatives. Um, it's just great information that you can pull in and use through the whole sales cycle. Yeah, that sounds really slick. I wish I had a product like that that would have helped me do that. That would have made it so much easier. And I love that five by five framework. That's something that I could train someone on. I could say, okay, you need five insights in five minutes so you don't have to waste a lot of time, but you can get really good things and have a fantastic conversation with somebody mm -hmm. or have a great positive outreach campaign that's going to work, that's going to hit on things that, that they appreciate. So looking at that from the prospect perspective, do prospects appreciate this research that you've done on them? They love it. Honestly, they, they want to know that you've done your homework. Like that's the first thing. Like if you want to build trust, you have to show that you've done your homework. And if you know what's going on in their business, if you know, what the business challenges are and what the individual prospects challenges are and can tie that directly back to the solutions and how you can solve their problems. You build so much credibility so quickly and you move into that trusted advisor seat. And that's where we all want to be is we want to be that trusted advisor with a seat at the table who is like the name implies trusted by the prospects so that they really look at you as someone who can help them solve problems. I think it's amazing. I think I think this is something that can really level the game up. I don't think enough teams are talking about it. I don't think enough uh, individual sales people and sales reps are focusing on this enough. I agree that people kind of get lost in the day to day, and all of a sudden, oh, here's a meeting on my calendar. I got to jump in. Let me just look at their website real quick. Okay, it, it, it would be so much more powerful to have all this data behind you. 
yeah, we've all been there, right? On the other side as customers in um, discovery meetings or getting pinged um, daily with emails that just have nothing to do with what we do as individuals or what our companies do. And, um, you know, and it's not just salespeople that, you know, there's marketing emails. There's just so much out there that, um, you know, I feel the pain as a customer every day with uninformed salespeople reaching out to me. Totally agreed. I love that it works for multiple different roles. The SDR, they've got their stuff, the AEs doing their thing. So everybody can kind of see what's going on with this prospect. It's really frustrating for me as a, as a customer when I talk with somebody and they've got some information and somebody else doesn't have the same information. They kind of re-ask me and the meeting starts really awkwardly like, so what's going on? It's like, well, you should know all this. So uh, I completely agree. It's super important to have this data. And I love that Cheetah IQ is delivering that. Yeah, we have um, a couple of users in our beta right now that are marketing people doing account-based marketing. And they say, oh, this is great. You know, I want to dive deep in these 10 accounts and really focus on marketing efforts. And so they're very excited about using Cheetah to see if that helps them with their ABM efforts. And then we also have other people all the way down in customer success who are doing quarterly reviews or annual reviews with their customers. And they want to go into those meetings educated as well. And they want to know, um, you know, is there something going on at the customer that could potentially impact the renewal? Or are there things taking place that could also impact, but in a positive manner? Oh, they're hiring another 20 people. Can we upsell and, and add another 20 seats to our license at the renewal time? So it's really, um, it's completely a full cycle tool. And as we talk to more people, we just find out new ways that people want to use this information. Yeah, I agree. There's tons of use cases for it. Mm -hmm. I want to shift gears and talk about your own business now. So what you're growing here, I know there's a lot of software leaders and founders out there listening. What would you say are some of the early mistakes that you made that you wish you'd known about and would have avoided, would have accelerated you faster? Oh, man, I think I've made every mistake in book. Um, Haven't we all? Yeah, and I, I've written about some of them on LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, the The first mistake I made because I didn't build from scratch goes back to that acquisition. And I just didn't do due diligence well enough on the technical side. So I'm not a technical person. I've been around software for 20 some odd years. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm handy with it and whatnot, but I'm not a developer. And, um, you know, I had a friend of mine who did my technical due diligence and he tried to tell me that there were some issues with the problem with the product, but he didn't really come right out and say it. And so, um, I kind of went in with rose-colored glasses where I wish I had just known better. And I, I still would have made the same decision. But just knowing some of these things up front would have helped me make better decisions down the road. So I, I started incorrectly. The other place is I didn't have the right tech team lined up. Um, and so um, I had one team that didn't work and another team that ended up dissolving for various reasons. And now I just have one guy and we're super close and we're connected and we are cranking out great stuff every day. So really having things a little bit more lined up would have been great. And I think every founder out there, you know, I wish I'd spent more time talking to customers earlier. Um, I talk to a ton of them all the time now and I learn great things, but just, you know, starting that earlier would have been great, you know, and that's just maybe three out of a million mistakes, but, uh, 
Uh, that's how you learn, right? I mean, if you're not going to make the mistakes, you're not really going to learn. I've read, you know, I feel like I've read every book out there, but it's the mistakes that for me, I really learn from and help me move forward and make better decisions in the future. Yeah, that's great. I completely agree. If you can learn from your mistakes, then they're great, you know, ways to accelerate using the stepping stones to get ahead. Mm -hmm. So flipping that around, what advice would you have for other software founders who are just starting out? Yeah, definitely. If you're starting out, spend as much time talking to your users or potential users as you can. And everybody says that, but it's so true. It's like if you can understand your market, really understand your problem and how you solve it and how you message that to the customers. Because for a lot of founders, they're solving problems that people don't even realize they have, right? And there's so many people who talk about, oh, my biggest competitor is the status quo. And the way you break, break through that is by understanding your customers as well as you can, being able to convince them or help them understand or help them see that they have a problem and how bad that problem is. I love it. That is excellent advice for sure. If you're getting started, take heed to that. That was great, great stuff. And Matt, this has been awesome. I love hearing about how important research is. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that it's something that you must do. You must train your reps. You must put a process in place. I love your five by five framework. So I want to make sure people can get in touch with you to learn more. How can our audience get in touch with you and learn more about what you're doing in Cheetah IQ? Yeah, so I'm on LinkedIn, easy to find there. Um, our website has a ton of great information about research. There's some blog posts out there that kind of are helping people understand um, how to go about it and some of the pitfalls. So that's www.cheetahiq.com. And I'm always available at matt at cheetahiq.com. I love connecting with people. It's what we do. We help build connections and uh, I love talking to people. Perfect. And we'll put that into the uh, notes there. And if you're watching on the YouTube, you'll see it in the description. If you're on the uh, podcast, you'll see it in the podcast notes. This has been fantastic. Matt, thank you so much for coming on the show. Appreciate it, Matt. It's awesome talking to you as always. So thanks so much. Absolutely. For everybody out there, thank you for coming. Again, make sure you're subscribed. And if you have any comments or want to rate the show, please do. I love seeing those ratings, seeing the comments. It's great to hear about what you are learning from, from our experts and our creators. So thank you very much for coming and we will see you next time. Take care.